Welcome to The Trauma Room, a podcast that triggers. We will discuss all things traumatic here, mental health disorders, movies, TV shows, love, life, etc. Will the topics trigger some? Of course they will, but to get past the trauma, you will have to get to the room. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, so this episode is about knowing your triggers. So triggers are something that have become more recognized now than in previous years. When I first was going through narcissistic abuse, it wasn't a lot of information on the abuse or how to recover or anything about triggers or how to get out or what what was going on. But now people are more like inclined about mental illnesses and more just figuring out like what's going on. And you have to realize that emotional triggers are associated with PTSD. So emotional triggers are any memories, experiences, or events that that spark intense reaction regardless of your current mood, which I could definitely say that definition is correct. Like I could be happy on top of the world, fine. But if I see something that triggers me, it puts me back in that same emotional state I was when that trigger was first formed. And the example I have is where... Just even watching certain things or certain words does trigger me where I could be sitting at my desk and the next thing I know, I feel like I'm in this room, like falling to the ground, crying, like thinking I'm about to die, thinking the world is going to end. And it's because that that causes an emotional trigger where I'm back in that that same place and it's horrible it is definitely horrible and you have to know your own triggers and that includes unwanted memories uncomfortable topics and another person's word or actions even your own behavior can sometimes be triggering even like going through this deep dive in narcissistic personality disorder was triggering but I feel like it was needed because one it's just really prevalent it's just really prevalent and also sometimes growth requires us to go back to old wounds and unearth them and allow them to heal properly I think a lot of times is that we glaze over stuff like we just put a band-aid on it We just want to let it heal quick, like quick, bam, there. But sometimes it takes a while to heal. So I'm definitely glad like I finally like did this journey because I wanted to do it for a while, but I was nervous. I was scared. I was had anxiety, but I'm like, just, just do it. Just, just put it out there. And it is being vulnerable for myself, but I feel like it will help other people recognize like their their triggers as well. Common situations that trigger intense emotion are rejection, betrayal, challenged beliefs, unjust treatment, 
being excluded or ignored, disapproval, feeling unwanted, feeling smothered, insecurity, loss of independence. When you recognize this, like you have to recognize some of the symptoms, which could be sweaty palms, shakiness, upset stomach, a pounding heart. And when you have this, stop and and recognize what's going on. Stop and recognize like what's, you know, maybe activating it and realize that, you know, trace the roots of the behavior, like find out where they're coming from. Sometimes it's not that clear. Sometimes you do have to do a bit of digging. Sometimes you're you're not aware of like why things trigger you because maybe you have blocked it out. And so when you're triggered, you're, you, you don't know why because the memory of why you are triggered, you've blocked out. So you wouldn't know why. So sometimes you have to sit down and, you know, actually don't fight them. Don't try to ignore them. Don't fight them. Instead, approach them with a more insightful mind, especially if you don't know why you're triggered. Like, think about like what may have happened to you in the past or, you know, talk to someone like, hey, this this triggered me. Do you know why this this might might have triggered me? Do you know why this might be affecting me the way it is? Because sometimes you really don't know like do patterns come up and then once you identify them you know you have to figure out how to manage them where you have to understand that triggers may come up in your day-to-day and how to manage them and in the time that you get triggered you have to remember it's okay we're we're human we're human and all of us get triggered by certain things, certain topics, certain things just e- evoke emotions. And we're, we're all human and they can play out in our normal day to day. So you have to just own that. And then also recognize the difference between the past and the present, but wolf compassion to yourself and not judgment. So recognize this is coming from a place of the past. This is not me currently. And when you're when you have a traumatic experience, like a trigger come up, don't be like, oh dang, I should have did this, I should have did that, I should have did it this way. Just be like, you know, what I saw is triggering me. It's triggering me because of this issue I've had in the past that I'm no longer dealing with. And this is a past issue. I can't change the past. I can only learn from it, which I have learned from it. And I accept what I have learned from it. And I have forgiven myself for the past. And just acknowledge how you feel. I think one thing we do when we have triggers, we try to be like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to try to move on with my day. And that causes a trigger to increase because it's like knocking on your door. Like, hey, I'm triggered. I'm I'm triggering you, but you're trying to ignore me. So I'm just going to keep knocking louder and louder until I like bust down the wall and like come in. And then you have like an outburst or maybe just start crying out of nowhere because you didn't deal with the trigger when it happened. And so physically leaving like the situation 
that triggered you is good. Like if it's something on TV, turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. If it's a song, turn off the song. If it's someone that you're talking to and they bring up something that's triggering, tell them like, hey, I'm not comfortable talking about this right now or in general. And I would just hope you will be considerate of my feelings. This is a triggering issue for me. I can't talk about this. This can help you avoid, you know, rumination on it, like just repeating it over and over. And the goal is definitely not to avoid whatever triggers you, but you're just giving yourself a chance to cool off and handle it in a more productive way with a clearer head. And then that's when you can try some breathing or grounding exercises. So it's different ways you can like do grounding exercises, like some Grounding exercises is where you can pick up or touch items near you where you can feel like them in like your hands, like you can feel the weight of them where they are tangible objects for you. You can also do a meditation, breathing in and out. You can also take a short walk where you can just listen to the nature around you, listen to what's going on. You can hold a piece of ice and just ground yourself in feeling the ice melt and the sensations in it changing. You can do a few exercises, which takes your mind off of it, but also you're physically out of it. I know sometimes when I trigger, like I just will put on a song and just dance And it's like a song that's like an encouraging song. Definitely not a sad song that is a part of the trigger because that will not work out at all. You can also try counting and try feeling, like just feeling how your body feels and try not to disassociate. Some of the mental things you can do, you can recite something, a song or a poem You can make yourself laugh or use, you know, anchoring phrases, especially when you're like triggered really badly. Like I would say definitely like during the beginning of COVID, like I was triggered for many reasons really badly where I had to be like, this is who I am. I am here in my room and just saying details that makes me feel grounded to know like I'm actually where I am instead of disassociating and imagine yourself like leaving the painful memories behind imagine yourself putting them in a box or throwing them away or you know like I was saying describing what's around you uh it's also soothing techniques where you can practice self-kindness Like you're having a rough time, but you'll make it through. You're strong and this pain will pass. You're trying hard and you're doing the best. And also if you have pets, you can just sit with them and pet them and focus on them and focus on how they love you. You can visualize your favorite place or you can list activities that you would like to do or list positive things. Or like I said, put on 
you know, music, if you're grounding yourself, just make sure you're focusing on de-stressing the thoughts that are coming. But it's also important if you're doing that to recognize they may come again and that the grounding techniques won't last like uh won't last continually possibly and it's also like during a trigger episode to just keep an open mind don't feel bad and don't think it's something you could change and then when someone else's actions trigger you like i was saying try to talk to them you know um just tell them like this is triggering you long-term heal healing from triggers can have can be hard because especially if they come like back up constantly but you can also work on mindfulness and also identifying toxic relationships if you're still in a relationship and it's toxic then you're definitely going to have triggers like more or more, you know, more on occasion than someone that has been removed from the situation. But you should keep a journal so you can notice like these triggers and know what they are and try to talk to a professional if you can, especially if the triggers like make you not able to do like your day-to-day life where it's affecting you, where you can't even like function, then you would definitely need to talk to someone. And emotional regulation is a difficult skill for people to, you know, obtain. So it's not, it's not always easy to identify these things, why these things are triggers. So talking to someone that's a therapist can definitely help and there's so many different things now that were not available when uh, this happened to me where it's better help and other like even online especially during COVID online therapy sessions where you don't even have to meet in person you can meet online you can text therapists you can call them or you can email them now where they respond back and forth and it's just so many things that are out there where it's also affo- more affordable now. Like even if you don't have insurance, it's people like willing to work with you. And once again, like you can also find like narcissistic abusive recovery uh, support groups and be a part of that as well. I also feel like the overlining issue is that triggers happen and the point is not to avoid them but to be in the room where they are to look your trigger in the face and be like you know what I understand that this is triggering to me I understand the coping mechanisms I can deal when this is triggering with me and I can learn healthy coping skills that can help me recognize that this is you know a trigger I definitely say like and it's an ongoing process I still I still have triggers that affect me especially with my mom where to be honest I can't be in a room more than like 15 minutes with her 
it will just be to a point where like I get hot flashes and it will just be like, I got to get out of here. I just go like gray rock and just be like, I have nothing to say. I don't need to interact. And that will last with me like for a while. And unfortunately, she doesn't understand that, you know, she does that to me. But it's it's true. It's true. And then when it comes to narc triggers, it's just like you feel like you're gaslighting yourself. You feel like did this really happen the way I think it happened or were they, you know, like the example I previously gave, like maybe I am overanalyzing this. Maybe I am highly sensitive. Maybe I am overreaching. And it's like that's that's a trigger in itself to make you think that like your trigger isn't valid. And that's that's incorrect because your trigger is valid because it is something that emotionally triggers you to a point where you can't function possibly. And it's just so necessary to understand your triggers because once you understand your triggers, you can understand like, for instance, when a trigger happened to me, I could have the self-awareness to recognize that, hey, this is about to be triggering to me. I need to get away from this situation. Or if I can't get away from this situation that's about to be triggering, I need to prepare myself physically and mentally to be able to brace what's going to come next. And so that is when, when the, you know, the grounding happens and the, okay, this is what happens because like triggers, sometimes it could be like, oh, okay, that triggered me. You know, I recognize that I'm done. Other triggers are so strong where it's like I'm it's like panic attack inducing, flashback inducing, night terror inducing. And it may take, you know, to be honest, sometimes like I had a trigger recently where it lasted for like about a week and it felt like I was that same person before years ago in the same room it felt like I was trapped in like that person and I I couldn't get out and so it's easy to to get trapped in triggers but I definitely will say also having like a support system is really good and I haven't mentioned him (laughs) in any of these podcasts because I try to give antidotes personally but then I try not to be too personal because I don't want to ever exert like other people's boundaries but I will definitely say like my husband since this is the last episode in the narc series by the way my husband really has been there for me my husband is not the narc I've been talking about by the way because that would be ridiculous for me to still be in that and trying to help people ironically like some other people that have been in news lately but that's a whole different story now my husband's just a regular person (laughs) that is a regular person that's not a narc and when I have like triggering episodes they just allow me to talk to them about it and deal with it in the coping way where I can just be real with them and authentic and be able to be like I'm I'm in a triggering episode I'm having a PTSD moment I just need to let you know and they're not like something's wrong with you you need help 
you're overreacting, you know, even, you know, talking to him about it. He was like, you know, thank you for being able to trust me with talking to me about like your feelings during this triggering event. And I'm glad you were able to talk to me about it. So I definitely would like to thank him for who he is as a person. He definitely has helped me grow in certain ways. And so I definitely appreciate that. Um, I also like to thank like some of my my friends that they know who they are, where I can talk to them about like triggering events and they understand different coping mechanisms as well. And they are, they are able to be there for me. So I definitely appreciate them as well. And I would like to thank all the listeners as well for uh, just going down this personal kind of antidotal journey of just talking about different things with narcissistic personality disorder and being a survivor of it. And that's the thing. Like, I can say I, TK, am a survivor of narcissistic abuse. I have been a survivor for over 10 years now, and I don't ever want to go back to any type of situation like that. I've been a survivor relationship-wise 10 years uh, with my parents. I guess I've been a survivor <laughs> or trying to be a survivor lifelong, but that's a whole different story because they are just like the stories I have with those people, like certain situations, honestly, I should have been like in DHS custody because it was just not livable or shouldn't have been livable for certain circumstances. But I really want to say thanks. Like this podcast has been helpful to me as well. Just exploring like this journey about narcissistic abuse and just trying to understand like my triggers more and just getting to the root of them. And even like I said, in like trying to discover this or research this, looking at old messages or old DMs or old whatever was was triggering to be honest, it was triggering, but I'm glad like I decided to come into the trauma room and be a patient as well and be able to talk this out with you guys and be able to heal. And I truly hope like others hear like bits and pieces of my story or just like my perspective on narcissists and just realize like, hey, they might be in a narcissistic abusive relationship as well and just reach out for assistance and for like guidance on how to get out and also you know at the end of the day like narcissists necessarily aren't trying to like destroy people intentionally they honestly are just wired in a certain way that they believe their own lies like they could pass a lie detector test with flying colors and it be all lies, but they believe in them so much. It's like some saying goes, like, if you believe in a lie so much, it becomes your truth. And also with narcissists, like, they're always going to be the hero of their story. So they could, you know, 
be emotionally abusive, but they're they're always going to have a justification for it. Like I was trying to help them or I was trying to help them get closer to God. It's not my fault. They don't understand how to get closer to God. So I really am just excited about like just this journey and maybe, you know, I definitely want to come back later with like different interviews with people does it have dealt with a narcissistic abuse before but I just want to also talk about different topics as well because you know does PTSD by itself or does you know traumatic events outside of narc behavior and just other different categories that are traumatic that people have experienced with I do plan on having a friend that their uh, significant other had borderline personality disorder just to have someone, you know, that has dealt with that talk about that as well and how that goes. But I definitely will say like Wolf, like all the stuff I've been through, I, I'm trying to see how to frame this to not like people that know me will know me or people who don't know me will listen to this and figure out who I am. But I would just say that because of all this, like I now have like a physical illness along with the PTSD because the stress was just so physical as well that it just caused like an environmental physical illness with me. And it's, it just shows you like how people think that words, you know, the old saying where people be like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a freaking lie. <laughs> that is like the most lie ever because sticks and stones will break your bones and words will hurt you because they stick with you like glue and you ruminate on them. If someone is like, love bombing you and then the next years like discarding you and saying you no one will ever be better than me or you'll never find anyone better or the whole reason you're like this is because you don't have faith in God or you don't trust in him like that those words are damaging like so I, I hope people don't say that phrase anymore like I don't know it was popular when I was little But now, like, please don't say sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never hurt me because words do hurt. They do hurt and they you can ruminate on them and they cause damage that can last forever. So (laughs) to end this series on narcs, narcs are are ridiculous and you shouldn't deal with them. Uh, That's the bottom line. Bottom line shouldn't deal with them have no contact and you can feel you know sadness for them on your own but not with them because they will just prey on that and like I said it may be conscious or subconscious but it really is a personality disorder where you have to just realize like the person you're dealing with does have an issue like it's a personality disorder it's an illness because because they're they have an illness and in their case, it's definitely not getting treated because they're above all that. Once again, thanks for listening to The Trauma Room, a podcast that triggers. The next patient will be seen shortly.